my gosh. Is this happening? Are we starting unintentionally season two of this podcast? I cannot tell you how long I have been itching to get back to my mic, to get back into my audio production app on my computer and hit upload on this podcast. I cannot believe that it has been, what, like two years since my last upload, which by the way, had no intention of being the final upload. I I mean, we'll get into that, but I have let way too much time go by to just like I I'm it's going to take some getting used to. I'm sorry. I am rusty, but welcome to season 2 of my podcast Breaking Up with Michaela. Someone tree, that is me. Um, I'm going to have to do some rebranding. I made this podcast when I was 24 years old and this, you know, back at its prime beginning premiere, if you have been a listener since then, thank you so much. And also you probably remember how different this podcast started out being. It was a dating relationship focused podcast on not only my experiences, my advice, some stories, whatever was going on in terms of love life, but then I would have guests on and we would talk about like their relationship or a love story and it, I wanted it to feel like a preteen slumber party where you talk boys and girls or whatever, you know? And throughout the last couple of years, a few things had happened. I got into a couple of relationships. I um, became very comfortable with my sexuality and went through some transformation in terms of that. And I also gained a larger audience online. And I think a, a combination of all of those things really made me value privacy while sharing a lot online. Like I loved sharing details, but I also valued more of a private personal life as well because those things that I got to keep private were so few and far between that I really treasured it. And I no longer had stories of dating or relationships that I felt comfortable sharing. I no longer was in a public relationship at the time. I had partners that preferred to stay out of my social media, which we agreed and it was fine on, but um, it really hindered what I could talk about on my podcast and it changed the category and topic of what I wanted to share. If you were listening to the last few episodes before I took this long break, it became more lifestyle centered, focused on my, you know, what I was going through. And at that time it was I don't even know if I shared this at that time. Oh, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened because I feel like a lot kind of blew up at that time. And I'm we're going to do a huge recap in this episode. But um, at the time I was moving into the house that I'm in now, I was just coming out online and I was in this new blossoming relationship. And this podcast got put on the back burner because I felt like I didn't have anything worth saying. I started to feel like it was very repetitive. I started to feel like people just wanted to hear about OnlyFans. And I felt the the core of what this podcast was about shift. And I no longer knew what to talk about because every single episode idea that I had brainstormed, I had completed. It felt very complete. And I never intended for the last episode, which I believe was kind of recapping my coming out online, which now I need to recap again because it's been a while and things have changed. Um, But I didn't intend for that to be the last episode. And I think at the time, I was just weeks away from closing day on this home. And then as soon as I got the keys, I jumped into renovations I had a friend home for the summer, so I was spending every moment I could with her. I was navigating this new um, relationship with a woman, and, you know, that was shorter-lived than expected. So then I was navigating a breakup, 
in as well as change beyond belief with moving and saying goodbye to my friend at the time and saying goodbye to my ch- like there's so much and I feel like I have to do a huge recap and I'm just trying to do an intro here but I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm sorry <laughs> and I didn't mean for that to kind of be the last episode but in a way it does feel very final that chapter had closed I started that first season on this podcast um kind of like in the closet dating my landlord, which I'm just mentioning now because it's been mentioned in so many podcasts prior that I know it's public knowledge. And I never, like episode one, I just never fully believed that I would be where I was at the final episode. Like, sure, part of me always knew my sexuality, but I think at 24 dating men at the time I just didn't feel a need to share or talk about that side of me it was so suppressed it was so rejected in my like family's values and I just knew I I felt like I couldn't share it um but then I mean I started the podcast before COVID like I it's been a hot minute so then the pandemic started um the landlord and I broke up. Uh, I immediately started dating women <laughs> and my whole life really changed. OnlyFans took off. I think I was doing OnlyFans before the podcast, but it it felt like one huge breath, like in that very moment, a snap of my fingers, just one blink of my eyes and my life changed completely like OnlyFans was taking off and which meant YouTube and Instagram was kind of following in its footsteps um the breakups that I was going through put me on onto a better path same with the friendships and I was able to provide myself a very secure stable life that wasn't um attainable for me in the past and again I want to get into that as well but that flow, as it's hard because I'm looking back on it with these rose-colored glasses now and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it was so great. I miss it so much. But um, in the moment, there was a lot of stress and anxiety. I mean, I went back to weekly therapy sessions with my therapist that I've seen since I was a teenager. Um, and in the moment, I don't think I, I looked at it the same way that I do now. And for the last couple of weeks, I guess months really, I've really wondered why am I romanticizing those years when we were going through a pandemic, when I was so hurt and stressed and confused and in therapy sometimes more than once a week, and what am I missing that's making me think my life was better than than it is now? Am I just not doing things that feed my soul? Am I not as happy? Am I not as balanced? I could keep myself awake for days with these questions and those thoughts, but what it really comes down to that I think might be the reason is I am not doing as much as I once was. Back then, I had, um, sure, I had YouTube and Instagram and my job and whatever, but I had a gym membership. I was up not only filming YouTube videos, but I was recording podcast episodes and I had this podcast that I was doing. I was navigating, honestly, five Instagram accounts, my main one, my YouTube one, my podcast one, my cats one, and then uh, two private ones that, you know, some people know about. But so I guess six accounts and I think I just kept myself so busy and kept so many different like cups as full as I could. Um, as well as hanging out with friends and trying to have a very balanced life. And I look at my life now and honestly, it is not that balanced. It is calm and I've got a current relationship. I like upload YouTube videos weekly, but beyond that, I took a long break from OnlyFans as well. I stopped recording this podcast episode. A lot of my friendships that I had back then have faded. I mean, we're all in our late 20s now. Some of us are married with kids. Like, time, it's just different. Um, 
and I no longer go to a gym. I don't feel like I'm doing as much. And maybe that's why I am just aching to move and itching to start this podcast. I come home from yoga every single night with almost a monologue in my mind of things that I want to say and how I want to do this podcast again. So tonight I got home from yoga, I hopped into the shower, and I just knew I had to record this. I don't even know yet. I mean, it probably will if you're listening, but I don't know if this is ever going online. I just knew I had to sit in my office and hold this microphone that I used to hold weekly and talk because I realized tonight during yoga that my podcast was a form of therapy. It was a great venting session for me to anyone that wanted to listen, but there's no pressure. I I felt like imposter syndrome a lot too, where anytime I would think about my podcast, those negative thoughts would enter my mind. Like, who cares about my life? Nobody cares about what you have to say. So what? I'm just going to rant and upload it. And thank you so much for listening if you're here. And if you're not, then this is just my own therapy. So here we are. It is the middle of March 2023, and I have almost two years of my life to catch you up on. So Is it too late to reach out? (laughs) I kind of wanted that to be the theme of this first episode because there have been actually a few things recently in terms of... Because I want to try to keep um, the category of relationships, dating, love, and all of that. It might look different now, but I, I mean, that's what this podcast is. That's the category of podcasts that we are in on the podcasting platform. So... Um, I do want to try to stick with that because that is the heart of this show, but um, a couple things have happened within the last few months about people from my past that have reached out, so I think it would be cool to kind of touch on that topic, but let's start with an overall recap of where the heck I've been, what my life looks like, and kind of, I don't know, we're just going to talk. I mean... I'm overwhelmed right now with so much to say that I don't know where to start and I don't know what to say to start this podcast with. I also feel like not as comfortable as I used to. Like I used to be able to do this with my eyes closed at two in the morning and now I'm a little nervous. It's been a while. It might take me a hot minute to build back up an audience on this platform, but we're here and This was on my 2023 resolutions list to start my podcast again. I am not someone that gives up. I'm definitely someone that sticks with things, so I need to stick with this. That break was so unintentional, and we are just going to let it go and move on. So here we are. I am 27 now. Wow, it is shocking to think about how I started this at 24, and now I'm in my late 20s. Um, I hate saying that. I hate knowing I'm in my late 20s, but I also know in a few years I'm going to think about this time, or maybe I'll listen to this episode and make fun of the fact that I thought I was old. <laughs> but, it, you know, I late 20s just feels so weird, and Gen Z is just popping off, and they're so cool. And it's making me realize that I am aging and getting old. Not only that, but like my metabolism is slower now. I feel like I almost like need readers. My prescription's changing. I My habits are changing. It is weird noticing your own age. Um, but life is also ever-changing. And I feel like we just need to learn to accept that as time moves on because as linear as time may be, I also feel like time is fluid and like circular. Um, I don't know how to get into that right now, but I did write something the other week about time not being as linear as we think. And I think I'm going to submit that for publication. That is also something I've been doing recently, submitting writing again, because I feel like I lost that side of myself, so we really are just trying to come back and finding ourselves again and figuring out how to keep as many cups full once more. So, 
I keep trying to give you an update, and I keep rambling. I just don't even know how to start. I guess we have to start with the last episode, how that was, I believe, May 2021. Um, So since then, as many of you know, if you follow me on anything else, I moved into the house that I'm in now. Um, This really is my dream house, and I am very grateful to be here. I thank the home every single day for keeping me safe, and... I um, spent the whole summer of summer 2021 renovating this house. It was such a fun project to work on. I documented the whole thing on my YouTube channel. So not only like for other people to see, but mostly for myself to look back on. I remember being three years old, moving into my childhood home and my parents renovated that as well. And we have this one photo album of disposable pictures that they took of the renovation steps. But how cool is it going to be for me in 10, 20 years, 40 years even, to have these renovation videos to watch and remember how this house started, to remember those big moments, or even to show like if I have kids someday, like they'll be able to watch that and see the day that I got the keys to this house. Like that's going to be very special. It already is very special to me. Um, But that summer was so fun. It flew by so fast. I just remember waking up at like 7 in the morning every single day, um, greeting contractors, painting this whole place. I hired a team to help me rip out the carpet. We put hardwood floors in on the main floor, upstairs, the stairs. I fell in love with every single step of the process. I learned so much mostly about how expensive flooring and tiling can be. I feel like I was in home improvement stores multiple times a day. That was one of the first routes that I learned in my new neighborhood was how to get to Menards, how to get to Home Depot, where Target is, um, Michael's, Home Goods. Like I was going every single day, it felt like, for something. But it was so rewarding to... Uh, just change shelving or doorknobs, the floors, furniture, building everything, like the foundation felt so crucial and I'm very proud of myself. I'm also so surprised that it only took a few weeks. Like when I look back, by the end of July, I moved in and I felt like I was furnishing the place maybe up until January, but it went by very fast. Not in the thick of it, like in the middle of it, did not feel like that. But looking back, I'm like, wow, we did a lot in one summer. And now I'm just, I get to enjoy it. I get to soak it all up. And I'm constantly reminded every time I look at my floors or the kitchen or the backsplash, like what I did to get here and I am just so grateful to have that fun experience and fall in love with home improvement. I would love to purchase more property someday and learn from my experiences and flip more houses. Um, I did hire a lot of contractors to do steps for me with this home, but I think in my next house, I want to be able to do it. I can rip out the carpet. I can tile backsplash. I can paint like more than what I just painted in this home. So it's going to feel really fun to get my hands dirty, I think. But that is way in the future. Um, So while all of this was going on, um, the whole renovation process in the summer of 2021, I was also saying goodbye to my childhood home kind of simultaneously to when I found out that I was getting this house. My parents found out Um, that their offer was accepted on their next dream home. They had the home that they raised all their babies in. I'm one of five kids, and I'm telling you, my childhood home had so much weight, memory, love in there, like, and, you know, some dark stuff too, but just a lot of energy because seven people lived in that home for 23 years, and... I think four of them were born into that home. Um, It was very hard to say goodbye. 
I am someone that gets so attached to everything that it felt (sighs) detrimental. Like I can't even, I don't want to sound like I'm exaggerating, but it was, everyone was scared for me (laughs) because they knew it would be very hard for me to let go. And I was visiting that empty house till the day that they had their own closing day with their keys. I was taking cuttings of trees that we planted, plants that I grew up. Like, I felt the earth move in that backyard. I laid in the dirt. I felt like every blade of gl- of grass knew me. And I felt like I could just hear, th- oh my god, I'm going to cry. But I felt like the wind that the backyard trees made, like, I felt like it knew me. And it was very hard to lose that because I was already moving and I just felt like I didn't have, um, like, a place to go. Everyone has home, you know? Like, you want to go back to your parents' house if you're having a hard time. And I felt like that was getting ripped out from underneath me. Um, And I, I didn't have an emotional attachment to their new home. And their new home... um was very far away. It still is. I moved in one direction and they moved in another direction. So we were equally parting ways times two. I don't know if that makes sense, but we went from being three minutes away to now over 30 minutes away. So I can't just stop over as easy as I could in the before, but, um, you know, that was part of growing up, I think, in my 20s. So at the same time that I was renovating this home and going through all these high emotions, uh, I was also losing something that was probably like the most important foundation or stable part of my life. And I still had like my nursery bedroom wallpaper up. I still had like the yellow paint. I had my name carved into my childhood bedroom closet and my windows. Um, I had drawings that me and my brother drew with crayons in his closet. So it was very heavy because my, my younger self was everywhere in that house and I didn't want to say goodbye to her. It's like hard. I'm not, I'm surprised how emotional I am right now just trying to talk about this, but I guess I've never really said all this out loud. I was just kind of going through it in the moment. And I was crying every single day, but I was also filming those renovation videos and I didn't want to seem sad because I had so many exciting things going on. So it was a great distraction, but behind the scenes, I was struggling a lot and I was talking to my therapist a lot um, and I just felt like I was losing a piece of me, a piece of my past, my family, everything. And then... To top it off, um, the first woman that I was seeing decided to end things. It hit me harder than I expected. And now I understand it's because of so many reasons, um, mostly having to do with it being my first queer relationship and the weight that that carried. I don't think I would have, like, just woke up one day and been like, yeah, I'm going to come out on Instagram if I wasn't dating who I was dating at the time. Um, But there came a point where she was going to tell her family about how she was seeing me and I wanted to be on the same balanced level. So I wanted to be able to tell my family. This episode is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I've been using Banish products for almost two years now, and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, and aging. Not only that, but Banish has an at-home micro-needling treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scars, and helped reduce acne in general. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone in my life. It's the only skincare company I will use and have used for years. 
They have this awesome vitamin C moisturizer that I put on every night and every morning, an oil serum to use after microneedling that helps moisturize the face and reduce redness. There's a mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores, a fresh pumpkin enzyme mask, and most recently released, an awesome sunscreen moisturizer with 30 SPF and an anti-aging retinol serum that I love using before bed. What's awesome is you can get all of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money, or you can purchase them individually on the website, but try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link in the description of this episode, as well as a discount code for you. Use code Michaela 10 at checkout. That's Michaela 10 in all caps at checkout for 10% off your order. I promise you, you won't regret it. Click the link and check out Banish today. If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020, and it has seriously changed my life. I firmly believe in it. If you have a talent, skill, or something that you are good at, you can monetize it. I believe there is a way to make money doing what you love, whether that is crafts, dance, public speaking, or even something like yoga, there is a way to monetize it. Check out my newly released merch on my spring shop linked below to wrap your passion today in a stylish and cozy hoodie with the motivating reminder of if you got it, monetize it. And to say thank you to my listeners, use code PODCAST in all caps for 10% off. That's PODCAST at checkout linked below. I told my family, and I think I've talked about that in the last episode, so I won't recap too much of that part of this story, but it didn't go well. Um, I guess we're good now, but it was rough for a while until my family kind of accepted it and came around. Um, yeah, it was not easy. And luckily I decided to come out on Instagram a few months later, maybe like a month later. It was in April of 2021. And I was nervous, but I was surrounded by love and I got so much support and I felt truly like my most authentic self. And I was so happy. Um, There were so many times when I was younger and I don't even know how to explain this, but I remember trying to, trying to look very good gay when I was still closeted because I wanted people to think I was, even though I, I, I wasn't saying anything at the time. Um, like I'm talking about senior year of high school, like posting pictures of me and my girlfriends, like kissing on the cheeks or being a freshman in college, wearing beanies and plaid and having more of an edgier, gay girl look and I just wanted someone to think that I was gay and I wanted someone to see what I wasn't able to say out loud so to jump to 2021 and share that part felt really special toward my younger self and it made me feel like so whole and complete and Um, A few weeks later, I came out on YouTube as well, and that was kind of like the final platform for me to share everything that I was going through and talk about that journey and how I came to where I was at that moment and accepting who I was and starting to date women and all of that. And I received, again, love. And one of my, like, best friends now found me through that video. And at the time, I didn't even have other queer friends in my life, like, I am so grateful for her because I'm able to, like, talk about things with her that no one else really understands. Um, But, yeah, I put in the work to really change my whole life and be authentic and honest with my audience and share something with me that had previously only been hinted at. Um, So then to go through that breakup, I was navigating something completely new, complete new territory. Um, and that was confusing as well, but (laughs) I don't even know how to jump to this next part of the story. I'm, this is like the full recap, everything you've missed since the last final episode of season one on this podcast. So 
I'm going through the thick of this breakup, right? And it is right when I got the keys to the house, right when my parents closed on their house. Oh, I forgot to mention, my best friend also moved to New York this week. So my whole life felt like it was crashing down. I felt completely alone. Um, Family left, girlfriend left, best friend left. I'm in this new home that doesn't quite feel homey yet. And I am lost and sad and overwhelmed with responsibilities to take care of. And I just kept focusing on what I knew needed to be done. I knew I had to unpack. I knew I had to paint. I knew I had to buy and make furniture. So I was putting everything into that. And the last thing that I really wanted to do was pick up a microphone and make an episode on my dating podcast because my life felt shattered at that time and I was not ready to talk about it at all. Um, something that happened though is when I was feeling this sad and at this point I'm talking to my therapist like every single day. Um, she's worried for me. I'm stressed. Everyone in my life is worried for me and the only thing I can really think of to do to cope that is healthy, because let's be honest, there were a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms going on at the time. Um, I discovered a lot of new habits, I guess I'll say, that fogged my feelings. Um, but something that really was like taking up so much space in my mind during this time of the breakup was getting a tattoo. I was just dying to feel the pain of a tattoo. And I I think I've talked about this before. So hopefully, I mean, I apologize if I haven't and this is like coming out of left field. I'm pretty sure I have talked about this at some point, but um, trigger warning. I Yeah, trigger warning. We'll talk about it a little bit in terms of like self-harm and whatnot. Um... I was itching to get a tattoo to socially accept or like to have a form of pain that felt socially acceptable. Um, I just wanted to feel something without hurting myself. Uh, And that, that was really hard for me at the time. It was summer. I was filming every single day. I knew I couldn't do that to myself, but I was like, if I get a tattoo, maybe that pain will fill the void that I am trying to feel right now. And I mean, getting a tattoo, you get a rush of endorphins as it is. It's thrilling. It's it's addictive. So I already knew all of that because I had, I have, I at the time I had four tattoos already. So I was just dying to get a tattoo. I was looking forward to sitting in that chair and feeling the pain of a tattoo and being allowed to cry. Like all I wanted to do was cry. So it was going to be a really therapeutic moment for me. And I was looking up studios on Instagram, but keep in mind, this is June, 2021. The pandemic, we're still kind of in it. And not every single tattoo shop was taking new clients. A lot of artists had their books closed. A lot of studios weren't even like taking people yet because of COVID. Um, So that really narrowed down the shops and I had a hard time finding one. And then I came across a shop. I guess I'll just say it now. Um, But I came across Ocean Blue in Bloomington, which fun fact was where my apartment was. It's so weird that I can share that now, but... (laughs) Um, It was close to my apartment. They had 12,000 followers on Instagram at the time, so they seemed pretty um, reliable. Um, And the most important part, their books were open. So I really just took the first shop I could find, emailed them, told them what I wanted, which was a butterfly in fine line, and they got me in a few days later. Like, so swiftly, so quick. I was so happy because that's all I needed in that moment. Um, And it's just so funny how life works out because here I was so shattered, heartbroken, confused, crying every single day, didn't feel like anything was right, going through such a big metamorphosis, um, heartbroken over someone who left me, getting a typical like 
breakup tattoo, but also the butterfly to me symbolizes the year of coming out and like becoming my true authentic self. So it had a lot of meaning behind it. And I'm sure everyone listening knows where this story is going, but at that rock bottom point, I walked into that tattoo shop and I met who I'm seeing now. I met someone that I like love the most and want to like, you know, keep seeing for a very, very long time. And I, I'm a pretty intuitive person. I have a lot of psychic moments and I, I've talked about this before on YouTube and I have videos sharing like times where I've had visions or dreams that have come true or things that I cannot explain. I just knew. Um, my mom has this too. I'm pretty sure my grandma did as well before she passed, but I walked in, met the tattoo artist, and there was a buzzing in my body. Like, I couldn't explain it, but I felt like I, it was like deja vu. Like, I just felt like I would know him. Like, oh, he's going to be someone important to my life. I couldn't place it yet. I didn't think, oh, he's going to be like the one that I end up with or we're going to start dating and fall in love. But the thought did cross my mind. Like, there was something there. Um, But, you know, I shoved that feeling down because at the time, I thought I only liked women. And I had just spent months coming out on social media. So it would be very confusing to have feelings for a man. And that's probably why I didn't think off the bat that he was like a romantic figure in my life, but I knew he would be special. And um, we did the tattoo consultation. And again, this is like June, I believe. And he says, okay, I have an opening in September if you want to come back then. I'm like ready to break down on that table. I'm like, I can't wait that long. Like, I'm, I need this today. <laughs> and I got very, very lucky. And he said, or you can come back tonight when I'm done. So I did. And I got my butterfly tattoo. And I ended up meeting someone very, very special in my life that day. And um, it's kind of corny, but I really like to say how he gave me a butterfly the day that we met and butterflies every single day since. I don't want to overshare too much, but I do want to do a full episode on kind of like accepting my sexuality, um, like dating a man after coming out as a lesbian, basically, because here's the thing. And I just want to say first, sexuality is fluid. It is ever-changing. It's a spectrum. TikTok has gotten so mad at me in the past. Anytime I post something about my current partner, they'll be like, why did you say you're a lesbian then? Or some hate comment about that. And it's like, guys, I messed up. I really thought I was. Like, I'm sorry. Um, And it made me not like labels for a long time because none of them felt like they were going to stick. And I've kind of bounced between different labels for years. Like I came out to a couple people in my young 20s and even teenage years as bisexual, but biphobia is real and it never felt fully like who I was. Pansexual didn't sound right. Um, when I was with a woman, lesbian sounded fine, gay was great, but then the summer got a little tricky because I'm really jumping ahead. I feel like I should save this for the other episode, but for a while I just couldn't even label myself because I didn't freaking know. But basically, recapping, going back to what you've missed, um, I got a tattoo and I meet my current partner. That's an update on my relationship, and I do want to protect that and keep it more private and share some highlights here and there, but I don't really want to air it all out on my podcast the way that I did with previous relationships, so I just want to preface that for this season. Um, but this whole time that I am adjusting to moving into my new house, I am 
simultaneously learning how to grieve and go through this breakup, but also starting what I didn't realize at the time, but starting my new relationship and getting to know um, my current partner. And I am so grateful for him. And like I said, I love him so much. So it did all work out in the end, but it's a lot to navigate and go through and Around this time, I was also getting very burnt out on OnlyFans. I was kind of going through some struggles on there as to whether or not I wanted to keep going. Um, There was a lot of pressure from my audience and there was a lot of um, unnecessary hate, I guess, that was really getting to me. So not really hate about me doing OnlyFans, but more so about how I was doing it or like, I don't know, you can't please everyone. And I felt a lot of pressure to keep the people that liked my OnlyFans videos happy. And it wasn't always like that. So... Without really meaning to, I took a step back from OnlyFans videos. I took a step back from sharing a lot online and doing this podcast. And I started to just focus on the house and my relationship. And life slowly got kind of quiet and things really slowed down. And, you know, I think in a healthy amount of time, Everything that I was going through, like grieving my childhood home and the breakup, it all started to fade. Like the pain did start to dissipate and heal. Um, And then I was just left a little older than I started out. Kind of just like, I don't know. It kind of felt like returning home from war. Like, it felt like after... And this was maybe partially because the pandemic was kind of completely over at this point, too. And life just felt different. And then I really struggled, I think, with finding my purpose because, you know, since I wasn't doing OnlyFans videos, my audience declined. The demand of work declined. Um, My income declined as well because I wasn't saving for a house. I wasn't pushing myself to work as hard. And I started to get really bad imposter syndrome. I started to get really bad um, negative thoughts about feeling like I was washed up or old news. And I was beating myself up about this. I found so much... Um, like, hope and relief in yoga. And I joined a yoga studio. I felt so much pride every time I learned a new trick in yoga. I went on a yoga retreat, which was absolutely life-changing. It was also exactly everything that I needed at that time in my life. I think I'm really going to jump over some of my um, harder times from like December to April of like 2022 to 20, no, 2021 to 2022. Because um, there was a lot of trauma that happened throughout those months as well that made it very difficult. But I'm not ready to talk about that yet, at least on such a, a public platform. But again, I was going through some really hard things that made it Like, I was not going to start this podcast again, and it was already so long. It was, like, six, eight months later at that point. I felt like I couldn't just hop on for another episode. And before I knew it, my life just completely shifted to what it is today. And we went from the episode of me coming out and feeling so happy and labeling myself as gay and a lesbian and dating a woman. I was on the verge of moving into this house. We went from that episode to somehow me and my partner being together for like almost two years at this point because we started seeing each other like right around 
the time that I last recorded. So we are coming up on two years. I'm settled into this house. I'm healed from things that I both shared in this episode and then things that I am not talking about yet. And everything that once hurt no longer does. There are so many people in my life that are no longer like in my life. I started that sentence the opposite of how I wanted to say that. But the people that were in my life at the time of the last episode are no longer there. And everything feels very different. And I feel like I was 25 because that's... Was that how old I was? That is how old I was the last time I recorded. And now I'm 27. And that, that shift from mid-20s to late-20s is big. And I don't know. Here we are. So that was the best I could do at kind of a recap of my life since the last episode. I know kind of where I want to take the podcast. Um, There's, like I've mentioned, a few different topics that I do want to chat about in future episodes. I also am kind of questioning changing the name, but is it too late to change the name? Like, it's so attached to this podcast and this place, you know, breaking up just feels like what it is, but at the same time, we're not talking about breakups anymore. I guess this whole episode kind of was about one, so it is fitting, but I I don't know. I don't want to just talk about dating and romance and love life. I have so much more I want to share, but at the same time, that's like what the podcast is known for. That's the name of it. So can I really change the name? I don't know. At this point, I just know I need a fresh season, a fresh look. I need a revamp. So the name might change. That's kind of like my warning heads up right now. I have no idea what to even name it, though. I, for a while, was going to change it to If You Got It, Monetize It, because that's my saying, my slogan, my mantra. If you've got a talent, like there is a way to make money from it basically and monetize what you've got. But that's a long name and it feels very financy. And oh my gosh, I don't want to be a finance bro with a podcast. So there are a lot of finance episodes I do want to touch upon and do, but I don't want to change this podcast completely to now a finance podcast. And something really cool happened last year. I don't think I even uploaded a single podcast episode, but I still ranked within, I believe, the top 100 of dating podcasts for this one article, which was really cool. So I just want to keep it with like dating and life, I guess. But breaking up with Michaela Samantri just doesn't really sound like me anymore. I don't want you to break up with me, you know? Like, I'm here. I'm here and I'm queer. Oh, that should be the name. Should I make it that? Here? No. I don't know. We're going to have a brainstorming session. Feel free to DM me on Instagram any ideas that you have. Right now, it's either if you got it, monetize it or something short and sweet. I've thought about it all, but we might, I don't know. We might keep it. That's something to think about, I guess. Um, I also don't know if it's like too late to do so, which ties into the other thing I did want to talk about in this episode. You know, is it too late to reach out? Is it too late to start again? Um, in terms of my podcast, hopefully it's never too late to reach out and try again. This is me reaching out. Um, if anybody is there on the other line listening... I hope so. Thank you. I, it always surprises me when I see an old friend or someone that supports me and they say, please bring the podcast back because my imposter syndrome with this platform is so big. Like I just never believed anyone really cared for it. So to have someone say like, I miss it, please bring it back. This is for you. I'm here. (laughs) bringing it back, baby. Um, But I did want to talk about, you know, the question and topic of reaching out. Is it too late to reach out? Should you reach out to someone? Because a few things have happened to me recently where people from my past have reached out and I myself have contemplated reaching out to people from my past. I ended up not, but we're going to talk about that in a second because I don't believe that 
you should always reach out um, to someone from your past. I think there is a lot to consider and think about and it kind of comes down to your motive and your reasoning. You know, why are you reaching out? What are you trying to gain from this? How is it going to make you feel? Um, Because when I think about it, I'm pretty sure at this point, every single person from my past has reached out at a certain time. Um, And not all of them were pleasant experiences, to say the least. But what's really funny, and I firmly believe this because it is so true, but I feel like as soon as you are glowing, as soon as you aren't thinking about them, you've moved on, you're doing your thing, perhaps you became more successful at something, that is when someone from your past decides to reach out to you. It has happened time and time again. If you want someone to reach out, just forget about them and they'll come back. Um, This happened to me in the start of the pandemic with someone and that was shocking. I Luckily, I am grateful that this guy did reach out at that time. I mean, I'm going back like five years ago at this. No, wait, four years ago. I was 24. I'm 20. Three years ago? 2020. 23. Okay. This is like three years ago. But I am grateful that he did because it provided closure and I was able to tell him some things that I never really told him in terms of his placement in my life and what certain things mean. I'm, I know that is so vague. Um, ask me this one-on-one and I'll tell you all the deets. But it's basically like some guy reached out to me and he never knew something, I guess. But I was able to tell him like, hey, by the way, that was like, I don't know. Should I just say it? I don't know. If you feel like you shouldn't be listening. No, I don't know. Oh, I'm just nervous. See, now I am more nervous about these platforms. But Basically, him reaching out, his motive was different than mine, but it allowed me an opportunity to tell him some things and it made, like, he apologized for some things that I never thought I would get an apology for or closure and that was great to get. So, I am grateful for that moment. Um, And to be fair, I knew he lived very, very far away, so there was no chance that I'd run into him or that he would, like, want to get drinks or anything. Like, I knew that our lives were separate and he wouldn't, I wouldn't like see him again. So I felt safer like talking to him or getting that apology. Um, But there are some times when someone reaches out where I am like, why are you doing this? Um, And I don't always think it's a good idea A few months ago, I had someone reach out to me that I, like someone from my dating past, and I guess this was longer than a few months ago, but I will just keep it vague and say that. I don't know. Um, And I just never replied because there was no reason to. I kind of felt like there was a secret motive on this person's side, but I was very content with life. There was no need to open that door. I had already left them on red for various reasons in the past and seeing that old message thread really threw me off. I just deleted it and moved on with my day because there was no need for this person to send me that, to say certain things. It was so unnecessary and it just felt like one of those times where you do not need to reach out and say that. And this person doing that showed me that they had not moved on, that they had not changed their life since I walked out of it. Like, it was, and it wasn't like a few months since I walked out. This was like two or three years since I had spoken to this person. So, that time was a little odd. Um, But something else happened to me about a month ago that really made me wonder if I should reach out or keep it to myself. Um, To be kind of vague, I want to tell you, but I also don't want this out there. That's going to be my constant struggle, I think, with season two is like sharing just the right amount (laughs) online. But basically, on one of my social medias, I started to see this one account pop up 
a lot. And we all know that when that happens, it means that that account has been looking at your page. Um, TikTok, Instagram, the sec- Facebook, the second that you see a recommended profile, you know that they looked. And I started to get this one profile as a friend suggestion. Um, and it was somebody's stepdad. It was really strange. Only met the guy like twice. Um, but yeah, it was one of my ex's stepdads that kept coming up and I kind of just, I never had him in my contacts either. So it was very bizarre. Um, and just one of those weird things that happens on social media. It wasn't OnlyFans. This was like a normal social media platform of mine. And I just let it go because who knows? Like it's just some, maybe I just came across on like a for you page type of thing and he recognized my face. Like that could just be as innocent as it was. Um, but then a few days later, he followed my account and it felt weird. But then I'm thinking, okay, this man's older. Maybe he just doesn't get it. Um, he also has like a younger son, like an iPad kid era at this point. So maybe this is just like the kid on his account that has no idea who I am and just followed off of like, God knows why. Um, but part of me was like, oh, like I feel like I should let my ex know this, you know, part of me was like, hey, FYI, like, your stepdad's following me and it's kind of weird, like, can you tell him not to? Um, But I also didn't want him to have to think about me again. I didn't want to open that door. I also was torn because I'm like, Michaela, like, you have these platforms. Anyone can look at it. He's not in trouble because he found a platform that you are, like, building up, you know? Um... And I kind of had like the angel and the devil on my shoulder almost telling me two different things like, no, it's completely fine. Like your page is there. He can look at it if he wants. But then the other part of me being like, it's kind of freaking weird. Like, and I was trying to think like if I did say something, I wouldn't want a response. I think I would start out with saying like, please don't reply to this. I just wanted you to know that your stepdad is doing this. Um, But hey, maybe he's just my biggest fan. And (laughs) I don't know, like I was very torn and I contemplated what to do. And I decided at the end of the day, I wasn't going to do anything. Um, Thank you for the follow. Thank you for the support. Little strange, but everything that went down happened a long, long, long time ago. Um, So maybe it just comes from a place of support at this point. And that's it. I didn't feel like I should reach out. I felt like in that situation, yes, it was too late to reach out and it was not necessary. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I felt like that was a good podcast story to share. And like I mentioned, I do want to do a full episode on coming to terms with my sexuality, kind of like navigating dating a man after coming out as a lesbian because I felt almost like guilt and shame. I had a harder time coming to terms with my sexuality dating men than I did coming out dating women, if that makes sense. And I remember telling my therapist that like I always thought it would be harder for me to like date women and tell people that, but it's it was harder for me to uno reverse a little bit and except that I still liked men. Um, And I, this, like, no hate to my current partner. I don't want him to feel like it was hard for me to accept that I liked him because that was the one thing I could not control. And that's what made it kind of confusing is that I had such strong feelings for him and such care and love um, that I, like, knew was there. And I love him so much. So then to go through, like, the months that I did of coming out on social media to be all like, ooh, now I have to somehow tell people that I'm dating a man, that was harder for me to figure out. And I I do want to chat about it, so I think that would be a fun episode. I also thought doing a whole episode on the current TikTok trend of, like, things that would put March 2020 me into a coma... I have so many. I think that would be a fun episode. 
Um, So the fact that I'm starting to brainstorm what to talk about really made me feel like, okay, I've got to just sit down and record because my brain is going to blow up. Like I have so many thoughts right now. I just need to vent. I need to share. And my social circles and my life, like people in my life, it has shrunk so much since I used to do this podcast. So part of me was thinking, I just don't have enough people to talk to anymore. I don't have enough outlets. So maybe a podcast would be good for me because it'll be a place for me to talk to someone. Um, I'm just realizing that I completely like did a recap of half of the time that I was away. Do I want to go back to that? What's the rest of the recap? Um, the last summer, I like, there's too much. There's too much time. I fell in love and we went to San Diego uh, and Duluth and we recently went, went to New York. There's a lot. I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. But hopefully this was a good recap first episode back. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to give it a go. I'm not guaranteeing anything. I just know that I want to talk. So welcome to season two of Breaking Up. Um, We'll see where this goes from here, but I am so grateful for your support. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow this podcast if you are not yet on whatever platform that you were listening on and follow me on Instagram. Send me a DM with your thoughts on this episode and I'll see you probably pretty soon with another one. I am so excited to get this up. I feel like there's still so much that I want to say, but maybe it's just time to um, take a breather and we can recap more in the following episode. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. I appreciate you more than you know, and we'll talk soon. Bye.